I'm just a D girl from around the way with a whole lot of shit to say. It's your girl, KD. What up, though? It's your boy, DTM. That's Dr. DTM, a.k.a. Pure Motivation. I am Mr. Energy. Everybody love me. I don't have not one enemy, man. Listen, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Guess why I'm excited, KD? Why? Because we are back, baby. We are back. We know y'all missed us. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? Yes, it's Thanksgiving. Let's be thankful. Talk to him, man. Episode 184. Damn. And counting. Um, so, yeah, we back. We back. Brand new. Doing our thing, man. We kind of re- revamped some things up. And uh, the homie Kiki is still with us, so you still on here. On sabbatical. Yeah, you still on here. It's the hostess with the mustache. Kiki. You know what I'm saying? Jump in the <laughs> jump in the DM and let us know, uh, or in the chat, let us know what y'all think about the intro. You know what I mean? Uh, it's your boy DTM. You know what I'm saying on the one, two. Y'all ain't know DTM used to be a rapper. What? I, I kept. You know what? So I kept trying to reach out to people. And I wanted somebody to do it for me. And either they was like very lackadaisical or they started talking about like two, two, threes. And, uh, I'm like, really killing people on our podcast. Yeah, I said, uh, you know, it's a podcast, right? And you, you know, it's called Relationship Reality Podcast. And they're like, yeah, that's reality. Two, two, threes. Like, oh, yikes, yikes. So, uh, new segments, you know what I'm saying, new new layout, new everything, visuals still coming soon, I'm just trying to put things in perspective, but it's going to be on point and fire, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, let's jump to the first segment, the first segment is called Ketchup No Mustard, alright, so Ketchup No Mustard is basically, you know, we just got to catch up with each other, see what's going on, what we've been through, what we've been, you know, what's, what's, what's the highlights of your, your day or week at this point in life so uh you want to start us off you know i've just been living life and loving it you know waiting on my grandbaby to get here baby shower cutting coming up so that's gonna be fun okay okay um, being being my kids personal uber for a little while did we ever say the sex of the baby did we say that on, on one of the episodes we did say the season? sex but we didn't tell them the name yet Okay, but that's something we're going to reveal. We're going to hold on to that for a minute. Yeah, they got to wait. Okay, tune in. If y'all want to know the name of the baby, tune in. Tune in. Um, For me, man, ketchup no muscle. Let me tell you what's going on in DTM's life, man. You know, did a a career change. You know what I'm saying? So, I left one place of business to to go to a different place of business that that, uh, pay a little bit more. You do kind of the same thing, you know. Uh, yet and still, we still have forever and beyond. So we still uniting souls one one at a time. <laughs> we still um, asking people, you know what I'm saying? Why would you go anywhere else other than forever and beyond? You know what I'm saying? The number forever and beyond dot com. You know, Let us know. Talk to us. We still doing um, the customized t-shirts, and you know we got a couple merch line that y'all definitely need to check out. So. Don't play with it. You know, Katie has been on her uh Grizzy. Let us know what y'all think about the new logo for the for the podcast. Yours truly K Dizzle did that one. No, I don't make um logos, so don't She yeah. don't do it for everybody else, but I keep her busy enough making more. Uh, <laughs> I I done had her do a logo for like everything that we do. I said, Look, we we do notary. 
Can you make me a logo? We do. <laughs> we marry. Can we? Can you make me a logo? We do coaching. Can you make me a logo? Motivational speaking. Can you make me a logo? She's like, ah. so I didn't burn out on that. So she, she loved doing it, but she only loved doing it for me. So you know, let her know how amazing she is, cause she is. You mm-hmm. feel me? Ah, oh, thank you. Um, more on the catch up. No mustard man. We 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 took a little trip. You know, up north here in Michigan. We did. We had a ball. And it was fun. It was so pretty and relaxing. Man. If you're from here, we went to Traverse City. If you're not from here, then go to Traverse City. You definitely want to check it out. Definitely want to check it out. Um, What else do I have going on with ketchup? No mustard. I would say make sure you go in the daytime, though, because it get dark. Then the motherfuckers. Yeah, it definitely get dark out there. They don't, they don't, they don't believe in streetlights. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so they they saving all their money. I, asked, I told the lady, I said, yeah, whenever I go out of town, I like to go to uh, the nicest neighborhoods, and then I like to go to the the bad part, like the hood. She said, oh, I ain't no hood here. <laughs> she said, it's a trailer park, like, outside of the city. People died there before. The man, she talking about, like, years ago, too, though. Like, she probably talking about somebody had a heart attack. Right. But, yeah, she said, no, I ain't no hoods here. I'm like, that. So then um, I got to go to, uh, we have an island over here you know y'all gotta excuse the people in the background but we have an island you know here in michigan um it's an isle though not an island because no, it's gross a, eel right no not that one. Oh, the first one that i went to that i was telling you about the, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where we had to get on the uh the ferry, the ferry. Mm-hmm. i ain't gonna say what that is because i don't want no i don't want to get canceled but uh <laughs> so we <laughs> i got on the ferry for the first time you know what i'm saying we was in our in the in the truck so you drive on a ferry, right? Yeah. Okay. And then yep. they take the whole vehicle. The whole oh, yeah, vehicle. they had to because y'all had to deliver stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What so, was the name of it? Um, It was called the Hanson, Hanson Island, something okay. like that. I think I pronounced it right. But it was definitely a different feel, man. The water was beautiful over there. Um, The city, I don't think it was a whole lot to do. I feel like they just kill people over there and then throw them in the water because because all they have is like gun stores and liquor stores. I saw nothing else. Gas stations and grocery stores? No, I saw not one gas station, not one grocery store. Oh, it's not one of those places you can drive on? You can drive around. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, once you get on the island, it's it's like a hook. Is it Mike and Island? We got we got areas here where you can't drive. You have to wear it ride a bike. It's not Mackinac. We rode through Mackinac to get there. Yeah, but it's certain parts of Mackinac Island you can't have cars. Oh, I you have to ride a bike or walk. I mean, you don't have to ride a bike; you can walk. Man, that's sounds... but they don't they don't allow any motorized vehicles like no no mopeds, no motorcycles, nothing motorized. That's so dope. I mean, the air is probably phenomenal. Yeah. I wonder. They might, it might. What if it's not that way no more? If you got an electric car, like you know, you could drive oh, an electric car. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good um, question. When we go there, we'll find out. I have to find out. I definitely... So every time I go somewhere, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to bring my wife over here. Oh, I'm going to bring the kids <laughs> over here. And sometimes I don't really mean it when I say the kids, but I always mean it when I say my wife. Oh, my so, God. Uh, <laughs> just just oh, keeping it just keeping a honey bun. Just keeping it a honey bun. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's it. That's it. That's all I got, man. I did, you know, um, I feel stronger. You know what I'm saying? I feel, feel a little bit healthier. You know? In our little sabbatical that we had, a little vacay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We got a couple other trips planned, but 
We don't plan on leaving y'all empty-handed now. We we definitely on point with it. We appreciate y'all waiting. We're going to start tracking on what our music... I'm talking about what our music... What our equipment. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and y'all probably get it even better than that. We still got a couple of live shows we want to put together. You know, we're going to get it going. We're going to get it popping. So, uh... We're going to do a live show at this thing. Oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> in the daytime, though. In the daytime. Yeah, tell it, Shamil give us the key. In the daytime. He'll do it. He'll do it. For sure. All right, so that's it for that segment, man. Catch up no mustard. Yeah, let us know what y'all think about it because uh, it's here to stay. Um, the next segment is what the shop. The shop. All right. So, so these the, are all new segments. So what are we talking about in the shop? So in the shop, it's basically talking about current events in the world. And why are we name it that? You know what I'm saying? Because that's what go down in the shop. When you go to the barber shop, you get the best info. Barber like, shop, beauty shop, nail shop, car shop. Yeah, man, every mall shop. <laughs> like every shop. If I had a Cookie club, shop, we would call it the shop. shop. Yeah, man. So if I want to name a. I, I think somebody already got it though. I said I wanted a bar name at the office. So when niggas be like, or girls be like, man, I gotta go to the office. Oh, they ain't lying. They ain't lying. But the shop could be the same though. Man, finna go. But see, you can't go to the shop and come back regular. Yeah, you gotta come back with like a cut up or something. Yeah, you gotta have something different. Something. Well, what you could do is go get your hair and nails done first. Because you want to come to the shop, right? Then come to the shop. Then that way you ain't lie. And your shop visit was just extended. I'm you ain't say, say you was only going to one shop. But, but I mean, it's, I've seen people come to the shop already done. They just coming for the gossip. Never saw that before. I saw a barbershop for sure. I saw it. Shoot, I saw on the show barbershop. <laughs> what a, the movie different. Yeah, they well, I've never been to the hair salon with somebody wasn't getting their hair done. And well, I've that. never been to the nail salon with somebody wasn't getting their nails done. I mean, unless you were with somebody getting service. I was about to say, today might be a little different for the hair salon because some of them still well, running off the COVID. Well, because of COVID, if you're not yeah. being service, you can't even come. Yeah. But the they still trying to be safe, safe. You know, nail salon don't care. Nah. No, no. Pick a color. That's all they want you to don't do. Don't do that. They just want you to pick a color. Don't do that. What number you want? Don't do that, Dante. Number. Give me number uh, 46. All right, so today, what are we talking about in the shop? We got a few things we want to get through in the shop. So there was one thing that happened with the uh, with the homie Young Jock. Dog. So Young Jock, that messed around and sent money to the wrong person. Now I've seen this happen on numerous occasions, and most people just chuck it up as a loss because it's a rap. Right? <laughs> First of all, that's what I was just looking up. I didn't want to get an improper amount. Eighteen hundred dollars. And. Back in the day, I would have felt like $1,800, oh, he, he rich, he got it. But now when you know better, you know that they're not just necessarily, they're not really rich. They're just famous. You know, they just right, got celebrity status. Same. Yeah, not the same. Back in the day for me, it was the same. Like, if you was rich, you was rich and famous all the same. But now we realize it's different. So my man like, yo, please do the right thing and send that back. <laughs> I'm, I can't find the exact post. It looks like he took it down. But he said, well, he took it down because people got the cloning him. One thing but, I noticed about Jock is that he don't care about getting cloned. No, nah, he don't. <laughs> he just he probably just took it down because he probably had so many comments or something. I don't know. But um, he he said that he texted the person and, and was like, um, 
send it back. The Lord got a better blessing for you. Or something like that. And people was responding. He was spiritual. People was responding like, you is the blessing, nigga. Like, what you mean? Yeah. Oh, God. So, So, let me ask you. For one, when I send money, I double, triple, and quadruple check the name and everything before I send it. Yeah, just because I, I want to be I'm sure. Not, that's why I always be like, no, don't send me your name. I mean, don't send me your number. Send me your name. But it, I guess it was Zell, and you send that by number. Yeah. 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 So, but even though I'm still, you know, it still say, "Are you sure?" You know what I'm saying? Depending on what app you want, sending the money, it pop up with the picture of the person or whatever the logo they got. Yeah. Like. I'm looking at everything, and I'm and I'm a call before I hit. Yeah, I'm sure. And ask him like, uh, "Is this you? I want to make sure this is you before I send this now." And yeah, I, and this could be five dollars. I don't care what it is. I just don't want to send nobody the wrong uh, bread because I know I ain't getting it back. I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't either. I'd be like, "You got it, bro." He's I, like, I think they blocked me. I, I mean, I commented. I don't know, you know, it'd be 12,000 comments. Yeah. But I said, long as it's turning blue and say delivered, my baby, you ain't blocked. <laughs> I would have took it. I'd have made it like it was a blessing for real. But what if it was a blessing, though? Like, what if somebody was like, damn, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. And boom, $1,800 come from Young Jock. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still a blessing. Whether or not you did it on purpose or not. Yeah. Different. I like ain't stealing. Uh, I ain't stealing. You gave it to me. Like when my son paid twenty something dollars for a bottle of water. You're right. He won't. Bless him. Man, they stole that. We. I said they stole. You took that money out your pocket and you handed it to them. Blessing. Blessings on blessings on blessing. Blessings on blessings on blessing. All right. Um. Next category for the shop man is uh. This is a heavy camera. Hold that for the. Yeah, we're gonna let's talk about yay first. Uh, the homie Kanye out here still yaying. <laughs> so when it, when it comes to Kanye and his yaying rants and situation, I people look at it. I'm looking at it from two different ways. Mm-hmm. One, it feels like because I I kept hearing older um, videos of him in like early September. Yeah, where he was like, I want to get out of all my contracts because I can do this on my own now. That's that in the third, right? That's what he was saying. I feel like that might have went too far. I'm not saying he didn't want to get out of his contracts because he said it several times. I don't think ever in a million years that man said, I no longer want to be a billionaire. I seen something today that said he had a, a GoFundMe out so no, no, he no, can no, get no, his no, billionaire no, status no, 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 back. No, no, no. That was fake. A fan set up a GoFundMe to make Kanye a billionaire again. But what me and our daughter was talking about is how giving you money gonna make him a billionaire? <laughs> you gonna give him the money? No, nah, nigga. You get a million dollars in that in that GoFundMe, you keeping it. But GoFundMe ended up taking it down because they like you you can't uh, intentionally fraud people. Right. But from my understanding, at the time they took it down, it was like fifteen hundred dollars in there. Who giving to that though? I don't. Who's giving to that? Somebody that? not. <laughs> But they ended up getting their money back, thankfully, because they closed it down and they refunded all the money. Uh, but but if you wouldn't have got your money back, that's what the fuck you get. How you going to get money to me to make somebody I don't even know anything other than what? I don't know. If I don't know this person and I got no connection to this person, how is giving me money 
that's like if I start a GoFundMe, like start a GoFundMe so, uh, uh, I don't know, so Dwayne Wade's daughter could get her sex change. I don't know them. Right. So why would you give me money for that? People just like to give too. Unless it's for real. Yeah. No, people like to say they gave. People like to give to things where they can get recognized from. So like, that's what, that's what with a celebrity. Yeah, with a celebrity type of situation, they'll give, they'll yeah. buy, they'll merch, you know, they'll you buy know, books. You know, I just and, gave to that Kanye fund. Like, well, I can't hate on books. My books always sell out. So yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. I'm famous though. Still, so right now, that's today. Blue check. You know what I'm saying. Instagram need to get my blue check. Still, right now today, you know what I'm saying. Books still selling. I keep at least thirty of them in my bag. You know, um, and then if anybody who pretend like they love you, I'd be like, you, you love her. You got the book. You don't love her. Oh, this book. Buy the book, then you love her, and then they buy the book. Thank got it. You better get it. Better w- get it. W- the number four ever in band dot com. Go to shop. Click on the the book. Yeah. They order it. Or slide them one of our DMs, send us your information. You got to yeah. pay for it, though, y'all. I'm not giving it to y'all for free. And, I put blood, sweat, and tears into that book. You definitely want to get it because uh, we still been in the lab and uh, we got some more stuff we in the We both working on two books right now. I guess that should have been on Ketchup No Mustard. Yeah. yeah oh, it's, it's called dumb. Ketchup No Mustard, by the way, because DTM hate mustard. Hate it. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. it. <laughs> two snaps in the circle. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, about Kanye, like, I feel like I don't agree with ninety nine point nine 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 and another nine percent of the things he say. However, them are his thoughts. Those are his his words. Those are you know what I'm saying? Like just because I don't agree with you, that doesn't mean I don't have to listen. Like if we saying something on this podcast that you don't agree with, turn it off. I don't turn it off, but just just put in the chat. I don't really agree with that, and we'll be like, "Oh, okay, cool." Well, I'm just saying, like, don't try to cancel us or don't try to like take from us what we love to do because you don't like it. Right. Then don't listen to us. If you don't like what somebody's saying on social media, just like you followed them, you can. You know what? Social media done got so so snappy, serious, or savvy where you can mute a person. You don't even gotta unfollow them. You, you know how many. You know how many people on my timeline right now that's muted? <laughs> They're like, you don't never be on social media no more. Like, yeah, I do. Why? I just but don't. I just got you muted. That's I just why choose I, to not see yeah, you. Yeah, I don't because you. I don't want to see nothing negative. I don't want to see nothing hateful, and I don't want to see nothing big, bigoted. Every single time I get on the internet. So if that's what you always posting, I go right there. Mute, 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 mute. Because I still want you to see what I'm posting. <laughs> I just want to see what you post. <laughs> mute, 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 mute. Man, it, it's, it's crazy that social media did take over the world like that. Like, what you say in real life means nothing unless it's on social media. Yeah. You can, you can be living a, a, a phenomenal life. We could be millionaires over here. But if we ain't post the money on social media, we ain't. We ain't. Yeah, but that's that's not a trend I've ever I've ever gotten with. Like, I don't I don't understand it and I don't like it. I I don't. The whole time we was out of town, I think I posted maybe once. Amy, let me tell y'all. I got a million pictures. That's my thing though. My phone is full of pictures because they my memories. You know, I don't really want, I don't really care what you think about where I'm at. Let me tell y'all something, man. Some we go out and we do a lot of stuff and we be engage with each other so much that at the end of the night 
we always tend to look at each other and say, man, we didn't take no picture. Yeah. <laughs> like, I try to always take pictures, like, when a family over. Yeah. Try to catch those little candid moments. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we cook almost every week. Just because just I ain't posting it don't mean it ain't happening. No. Oh, we do weddings two, three times a week. That's the fact. I don't post it, but it's happening. That's the fact. It just, I don't know. I've learned throughout the years that people don't always, they, they play happy for you. You know what I'm saying? The whole time they're supposed to be praying for you, they're praying on you. Mm. So that's why I don't. They, they want your spot. It ain't. It ain't your business what I'm doing. Yeah, you think you want it to you get it? This shit is hard. I was listening to something today, and I'm in a store. I'm cracking up, babe. This this is how funny it was because this is when you let social media control your your emotion. And I'm, th- I'm laughing because I'm confused. I'm like, you don't even know this person. Why is this person getting you yeah. this mad? Like, you are extremely pissed up. I might play a little clip in here for y'all to hear it, but I was listening. Um, you know how they have, uh, what's that called? What did I just say to the call? So on Twitter, they have something that's kind of like, uh, I can never remember the name of that. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. I don't know why I can't even remember that. Mm-hmm. But... On Twitter, they has uh, they stole it basically, mm-hmm. and now they have their own clubhouse for Twitter. So if you get in certain groups, it's just hilarious. So the lady, this was like a content creator group, and this was like people who create content in every genre, mm-hmm. from um, the porn industry to the models to the um, movies to you know speakers to everything and the girl started arguing it was a what they call them when they be when they be in there just trying to troller troller yeah so this was a troll she was she was proud to be a tro- troll too she was saying it. and uh she was pissing the girl off she said <laughs> she said girl girl all you do is suck dick you ain't doing you ain't no content creator this what the the troll was saying mm-hmm. so the girl was like I got an OnlyFans that pays. I make over six. I make six figures just doing OnlyFans alone. That's not including everything else. I want to do OnlyFans. And she said, and OnlyFans, I'm only doing myself. So how how you like? She was calling all kind of names. So they asked the girl, the troll. They said, Well, what you do for a living? <laughs> she said, I got a bank account. I got a mortgage. I got a husband. Okay. That's what you do for a living. <laughs> That's what everybody kept saying, and she was. She was <laughs> I'm talking about. She was trying to go in. She was pissing these people off on purpose, and they was letting her. And I was like, "There's no way possible you should be able to have this much control online." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so like, and, and another example of that was when Kanye was yaying, and he was on Drink Champ. <laughs> He uh, he said the name of an of an adult filmmaker because we don't say porn because kids be listening. So she was she's an adult filmmaker. He said her name and her views on her video went up over a million overnight. And I'm like, this that's power. That's power. Yeah, because everybody like, who are you talking about? And and I included me because I definitely went to look yeah, to see who he was talking about. I'm the only one in the world that didn't. And I'm like, oh, she she looked like the rest of the, you know. Oh yeah, you did say she looked like his type. Yeah, because he definitely got a type, and mm-hmm. she looked just like his type. He definitely do. So, 
Man, yeah, out here, yeah. Gee yeah, whiz. Sure, yeah. Got, rid of, got rid of everything. So, hey, look, you started from the bottom. <laughs> you started from the bottom now, yeah. Um, started from the bottom. So, the last. Like, this, um, not to break you, to, uh, cut you off, but just like they was talking about a documentary that he, I don't know if he participated in or if he just watched it or just had commentary about it. I'm never watching that documentary. You know why? Because I don't like the person who made it. Like, I don't, I'm not going to say I don't like her because I don't know her. Right. But I don't agree with her views. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with her views. 99.999912111011 things she say to me is bullshit. So, why would I watch something that they created? That's the thing. That's a, See, that, I think that's what made me different than... I mean, not everybody because I know it's people out here like me as well. Right. But... You got the power to turn that junk off. Yeah, if y'all be like, you heard what such and such said, I'm like, no, I turned that shit off about halfway because it, it lost me with the things that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even allow things into my mind, the things I don't. I cannot agree with you and listen to you, but if I'm steadfast against everything you're saying, I'm not. Like, for me, I'm never going to, like, a, a pro-life seminar. Like, I'm, I'm never going there because it doesn't matter what you say to me. I'm pro-choice. And you could be mad at me. You could call me a murderer. You could say I'm going to hell. You could say whatever you want to say. But at the end of the day, I'm pro-choice, so I'm not going to a pro-life anything. Not a rally. Not a not a nothing. Because you can't tell me that a life that's not here is more valuable than a life that's already here. They both equally valuable. If that's how you want to feel, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's nothing you can say to make me feel how you feel. And I'm not open to it, so I'm not doing that. And that's that's the thing right there. I feel like everybody feels like their point of view and their opinion is the best and the only way. But I don't feel that way because I feel like I can have conversations with somebody and I'll be like, oh, okay, I see it that way. Or, yeah. okay, I understand that on some things. Yeah, and I ain't but talking about some you. some things, I'm not never, I'm never, like, I'm always going to be a supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. I'm always going to be a supporter of them. It don't matter if you tell me, like, all of them going to hell. Like, what the fuck they got to do with me? And that's what the, the sort of same group was going in about. It was a seven-year-old that still that was taking, seven-year-old girl that was taking showers with her dad. Okay. And that's how, that was the start of the conversation. And they was like, that don't make, that don't make no sense. And, and somebody need to watch him and that's that and the third. And I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, that's that's because that's your opinion. But not only that, but I feel like a lot of things you look through grown-up eyes, right? Yeah. Because if we were seven taking showers with our dad, we probably wouldn't have seen nothing wrong with it, as long as he wasn't being inappropriate. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, a normal, that's how they do type stuff, right? The reason why you see something wrong with it is because you're looking at it through your grown-up eyes. Mm-hmm. And your and your tainted views of how you know things can be. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think Ice T wife was still breastfeeding a five year old daughter. Hmm. And because we, most people feel like you're supposed to stop at what one, two. Yeah, they say one, but two is still like, oh my god, baby, two, we need to be. Yeah. On, so. But they're like, what she? She must be getting off on that. That's like, crazy. I, I don't know if you ever breastfed before. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting off on shit but can't wait till that baby get off your nipple like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. so I just feel like people sexualize things that I feel like shouldn't be sexualized like 
Think about a song that you listened to when you was eight that you listened to it at your age now. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. My That's aunt, what they saying? My aunt used to be like that when I was a kid. Like, anytime you laid on your stomach, mm-hmm. her mind automatically went to you doing something nasty. You doing the boogie. When and who? I'm, the floor? I guess yourself. I don't know. Dry humping the floor or something. I don't know. Well, but you was jacking off when you be on your back. Unless you dry humping the floor. Oh, dry humping the floor. But I'm like, I'm at an age when she was saying this, I was at an age where I didn't know what the heck she was talking about. Right. I'm like, Mom, what's the boogie? Like, <laughs> like you know. And I know the, your mama. She's like, boy, shut up. Go sit down somewhere. The boogie man? What? What are you talking about? The boogie? Like. But they would never elaborate on what they meant, but it's because their mind was already tainted, and yeah. it, can, it can't be pure like mine was at the, at that time. Yeah, and I do feel like as adults sometimes we taint their minds, cause you like, what's the book? Are you fucking the flow? You like fucking? What's what that? All, what is all these words? <laughs> right. What's That's that? That's how you got here, cause your mama fucked your daddy. Right. And then, like, you, then they start explaining way more than I need to know. Cause you like, put your penis in the flow. <laughs> now my flow pregnant. You see that bump? Like. <laughs> Like, like have a wooden baby, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that's definitely the truth, man. Like when it comes to the seven-year-old taking the shower with the dad, if you think it's nasty, don't do it. Right. But don't scrutinize me for doing it, and I ain't did nothing wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the whole thing. Like Kanye had an opinion on a lot of stuff, and you don't agree with it. Don't agree with it. Don't listen. Don't you know what I'm saying? You could like okay. He's still talking. All right, cool. I'll come back. I'll watch the next one. It's podcast that I love the podcast, but it's just a couple episodes that I might skip. <laughs> I thought to say it's podcast with certain guests. I'm not I'm not I don't because I don't care for what the rhetoric of the person who's gonna be on there, mm-hmm. I ain't listening. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, I don't. This person is not interesting to me. Yeah, to me so, though. Like, me. but you still gonna have a billion views. Yeah. My one view is not gonna hurt anything. Like, it's one podcast that's out. I think it's a really dope podcast, but I can't listen to it all the way through because one of the podcast hosts, I don't like their voice. Right. Their voice to me is like nails on a chalkboard. Mm. But the stuff they talk about be so dope. So yeah. I have to listen to it. Then I have to take a break. Then I have to listen to it. <laughs> She listening in a section. Yeah, I do. Because you can't like skip through her part because then you miss the whole half of the podcast. So and see, that's that's how I think that's the difference. Maybe it's just with us, and it, it could be some other people out there that think like us as well. But that's the difference between the way we think now and the way maybe our parents thought back in the day, right? Because I can remember talking about music, mm-hmm. and my dad like that's not music. This is music. And and then he'll put on um, hip hop or hip it, but then I'm like, well, Dad, what is he saying? Izzy Gizzy Gizoo. <laughs> so you saying that he can make up words, but now my generation can't make up words. You know what I'm saying? Duh. But they were not open to our music being. Well, now they listen to our music. Now they listen our to music. It. Come on, ninety-two point three now. That's it, right? <laughs> But then it's the same thing when we had conversations with the younger generation and they say stuff like NBA Youngboy better than Tupac. I know, really and we just right. be listening like, but I listen. I let that be your opinion. And I'm like, okay, there you go. 
Like, and go that's from true. there. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's that's your opinion. That's what it is. Just I like the whole. Like, if you can't listen to somebody album from front to from beginning to end, they ain't sweet. Right. Just like the whole LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe, who the best. That's just that's all opinionated. Because it's really. That. Yeah, it has no merit. You can't go by numbers. You can't go by this. You can't go by range. You can't go by. You just go by whoever make your player wins. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Like if you're a LeBron, you like no. Nah, what the numbers say though. If you're Jordan, he went six and zero in the finals. But then you could be like, well, he played more than six years, so what's the problem? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? So like, it, you can make it go for your your whole hooker. That's why everybody have the ability to be a lawyer. But you know, um, so now on to the heavy part of the shot, man. Cause I'm tired. You tired? I'm motherfucking tired, bro. <sighs> man, this hip hop, man, this hip hop dying slowly at like a slow pace right now. I seen something. Somebody, I don't know who posted it, but they said when we was younger, we lost, we lost people. You know, we lost Big L, we lost Tupac, we lost Biggie, Jam Master J. You know what I'm saying? Like we lost people, but we could probably name the people we lost. Off the top of our head, yeah. probably not every single, every single one, but and you can do it off of maybe one hand. That's what I'm saying, like, cause I ain't talking violence. about like, like That's what I'm saying, cause I ain't talking about like heavy D, big pun. Those are people that passed away from health issues. Yeah, I'm talking about people that was gunned down. Like even Aaliyah, she she wasn't. It wasn't yeah, but a she, violent. Yeah, that's a, but that's what I'm, I'm just talking about people that were gunned down. I'm not talking about people who tragically lost their lives right. to something other than violence. Aaliyah, you know, she passed away on the plane. You know, um, like I said, Big Pun had a heart attack. Yeah. Heavy D had a heart attack. Um, who else? Uh, sure. Even if you say today from the old Easy, school. Easy E passed away from something. HIV, apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, then you got, you know, like DMX overdose. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not all murder. These kids are losing the people they look up to to murder. And, and all of them At are extremely rapid. young. Yeah. And it's like rapid, like you know. Just, you what they say, just since twenty twenty, they lost ten people. I think you don't even get time to mourn the first person. Because PNB Rock just died. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Off. You don't get the you don't get time to mourn the first person before you got to deal with the next, the next person, person coming. Yeah, and it's Shit, it's becoming honest, it's sad. They ain't healed from Nipsey. Yeah, because and and that's the whole thing. My thing is. I don't know where things took a shift, but I feel like this generation lost the ability to be mad. And now like, learn how to like, be mad. Yeah, be mad, get over it, go on about yeah. your day. It's, it's ways to it. You, can't, you don't have to but be see, mad. But see, this generation don't know how to fight because they pussyfied and sissyfied. So they don't know how to scrap. You know what I'm saying? Like, they scared to get their ass beat. Right. Because everybody can't win every but, fight. And I, I understand it. A little bit why they scared to fight and lose because they everything is on line like everything is a video for everything oh, yeah, for sure so like we could we got into scrap and if you took an L you just took an L and all you can do is talk about it yeah I gave it to him I hate you know what I'm saying look at his face blah, blah, blah. but now they like now nah, look look at this look how he's showing that he missed and it like you know, you they they recording everything. Yep. It's like the first instinct is to record before even calling help. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's that is the craziest thing that you can even think of. Yep. Niggas out here taking pictures with a dead body. Like, what are y'all doing, bro? It's 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 beyond sad at this point, man. Like I said, I'm tired of it because the the worst thing is that we got so much to deal with just being African American just being African American men mm-hmm. just being in America like, right. like we got so much to deal with with like police brutality and then we want to yell out Black Lives Matter but the problem is I don't think we believe it when it comes to us because my thing is if I come to your house and there's trash all over the floor right literally garbage everywhere and I throw my empty bag of chips on your ground and you say why would you throw that on my floor I don't be like why would you throw that on your floor? <laughs> yeah. You can't want me to love your house more than you love your house. Let me tell you something. We we deliver um, like appliances and stuff. And there are some houses that we have to put booties on or we have to take our shoes off before we can take the appliance and stuff in the house. And you kind of, you just know which house it is. Yeah. As opposed to others where you'd be like, you could have stepped in mud, poop, and everything else. And you'd be like, nah, this house straight. And now, not like, <laughs> like you, you know, you you stump it off and you keep it moving, but it's like you you have to love yourself and your generation and your people something other than you know make it bigger than you in order to make this thing work, man. Like nobody cares about nothing but themselves at this point, right? And and it's not even I honestly don't think they care about themselves. I think they care more about a like or more about. The People reputation be, that they can leave. Yeah, because let me tell you something. Police is, is busting crimes and solving crime based on shit that you posted. Ain't nobody snitching on you. You snitching on you. I've never seen so many people that would kill. You have enough... Um, ten, I don't even want to call it tenacity. You got enough nerve to shoot up six people, wait two weeks, and turn yourself in. Yeah. Like... That come on, think first. Think if you think before you start doing it, then things will be a little bit different. Things I think people don't realize, like, first of all, life is not a game, literally. Like, it's not GTA, it's not Call of Duty, it's no extra lives. You can't kill a nigga and go give him a health pack. Like, if you kill a nigga, <laughs> right. the nigga dead. It's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times people don't know the aftermath of killing somebody. Like, they kill somebody, now they can't sleep. Now they can't think. Now they feel like somebody following them. Now they scared. That's why they turn themselves in. And the they whole, turn themselves in because they're scared. And the thing of is, their self or I, their shadow. I agree. I agree. And I, I think the biggest thing is that ninety percent of the, uh, especially young men, but it's men and women, but ninety percent of our um, of our people mm-hmm. rap. And when oh, they, everybody rapper, nobody want to be a mechanic. And when they rap. Sometimes they start rapping about stuff that they're not doing. Yeah. And like I tell everybody who gets into this uh, game, at some point, somebody's going to test you to see if what you're saying is real or if what you're saying is just for show. And yep. so now you're going to have to be, you're going to have to prove yourself. Yep. So why even put it out there? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I said, y'all heard the intro, but I've never been the type that was murdering and killing and and doing X, Y, you ain't got to test me. You can test me. Test what I say. Come to the club, watch I outdance you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was all about trying to have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
And you and it's still artists out here that they can rap about real life. They rap about what they see, and they make it known. I see the killing. I see the drug dealing. They not saying I'm doing it. And then you got rappers like in our day, the Jay Z's who was talking about what they did, mm-hmm. what they used to do, what they used to do. Mm-hmm. But now they like, I just shot somebody about a week ago, a week mm-hmm. ago. Like, <laughs> like it's you don't even have to just it's you don't even have to of, be it's big. One of, it's one of they. Uh, I forgot who it is. I saw something that's about. I guess he killed his cousin and his homeboy, and then went and wrote a song about not a nigga in jail immediately. He went and did a song that night. But that's what they do. They do dumb stuff and then they go do a song that the same night talking about what the cops are looking for right now. Yeah. So, there's a guy. (laughs) I'm not going to say his name because, I mean, I can't. You can look him up. He's locked up right now anyway. But from what I just heard, I think he's doing like 200-something years. Oh, that's it? But. He'll be home in no time. He was was terrorizing his neighborhood. He said it. No, no, I robbed dope dealers, and then I come back and I sell it to this person. And if you try to come back, I yeah, I shot three people just yesterday, and it'd be true. Like, like <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, like he's not talking about like a movie or, you know, Jeezy wow. was able to do it, but he was talking about what he did or what he saw. Mm-hmm. He wasn't talking about what he's doing. He's he used to hide the yams at his auntie house. Right. You don't steal hide the yams. His wife and baby. Right. Mind his business. My, Mind his black owned business. I was listening to uh, uh, Joe Button. Joe Button said, "I'm not going out on Halloween because New York is crazy, and you think niggas ain't gonna be they are they got masks on already. So what you think gonna happen? Right. My, me and my baby gonna be in the house." I just get the baby some stuff. We have fun at the house, <laughs> kind of like kind of like what we did. Right. Like we ain't going out. We are gonna stay right here, in the comfort of our own joint, and make sure the kids have fun and do their thing. And cause it's dangerous out here for no reason. Yeah. Like it's so hard to stay out the way. It's scary. And the best way to stay out the way is to stay in the crib sometimes. Definitely. <laughs> but shit, even that be dangerous. Even that be dangerous. Like people get to running into your crib. You know. Uh, so, yeah, man. Hip hop, hip hop is in in trouble right now. Hip hop is in trouble because uh, we losing people too fast, too much, too rapidly, too dangerously, too for no reason. No. I don't think I've seen that one issue where I was like, I guess I understand how it happened. Like I never really understand why, but if you like protecting yourself, then that's different. You know what I'm saying? So that's the crazy thing. So I need we need to we need to change some things up, man. We need to get some kind of order. We need to be able to protect ourselves, not just me, not just me protecting me, but like let's everybody protect ourselves. Yeah, everybody care about somebody. Everybody, yeah. everybody pick one person this month to pray for and care for. Don't even tell them you're praying for them. Just pray for them and care for them. That's it. Or whatever you do, you might not pray. Whatever. I don't just know. look out for them. Like this, this. Try to you know. I, um, and I ain't talking about money. I ain't saying get nobody. Yeah, you ain't gotta get no cash out. Just you know, sometimes people just need to know that you there with it. You know what I'm saying? Like we had, we have a, a friend of ours who just lost a very close individual, and they do a lot of posting about how sad they are. Man. And so you know, when you lose people, sometimes it's really no words you can say, but. 
there are some times when you can say words like, yo, I'm here with you. Yeah. You know, let us know if you need us to come through, we'll come sit with you, whatever, something. Yeah. You know, um, and sometimes it ain't always got to be like, God, God don't make mistakes. Some, people don't need to hear that all the time. Let me tell you something. Somebody told me, I, I, I still believe in God and I still got faith in God. Oh, but he made a mistake on this one. And when it come, <laughs> when it come down to it, when the day come and I meet him, I'm going to let him know. But that person still believe in God and their faith is still steadfast. But they saying like, don't tell me he don't make mistakes. Because he, whatever he wanted to do, he could have did while that person was still here. You can't argue with that. Hey, uh, I, I agree. Plus, that's how they feel. Even if that's not how you feel, that's how they feel. I had a uh, I, I had an argument with a another pastor about God making a mistake, and I was like, "It's like look, we're gonna have a difference of opinions because you still got a old school mentality. You ain't really, mm-hmm. you ain't never really read it for yourself. You just took the words that somebody else gave you." And then you ran with it like it was yours. Yeah, because if we made his image high, he don't make mistakes. That, he make the, mistakes all the time. That's the first thing I well, told him. But we ain't going to do pastor. We ain't gonna yeah, we ain't going to go into it. We ain't going to go into it. I'm just saying, we know. But if y'all want more of that, I can give you the reasons behind it. Just uh, hit me up on, on any of these social media sites. You know, we can get it in. I, I'll let you know what it is. But, um, all right. So, now, now we jump into another new segment that we have. And uh, just so y'all know, just so y'all know, this episode is the only episode where we're going to announce that we're jumping into the new segment. We're just going to go. <laughs> but because it's... So, so y'all could keep just up. Just yeah, we just want you to keep up with the fact that this is, everything is kind of new here. So we want y'all to keep up with what's going on. So if you've been following us, like I said, this is episode uh, 184. So if you've been following us for these three plus years then you would know what KD's favorite thing in the world is. So what we did was we took this and made this segment to uh, amplify both of her favorite things in the world. And so we're going to call this segment Don't Whine Without True Crime. Now, this is the segment where KD and you can hear it in the background getting her wine together. She gives you a little true crime uh, situation over red wine. You know what I'm saying? And it's very interesting. Um, I just, I get to see the background. Like, I get to see the the leg work. You know what I'm saying? And she be going in just to get y'all this information and she just love doing it. So I'm like, we got to do something you love because it's, it's going to come to you so easy. You know what I'm saying? So here we are right now today. Episode 184. Don't whine without true crime. <laughs> Katie, let's go. Talk to him. Doug, he's so funny. Okay, so for our first seg- I mean, for our first time doing the segment, I thought, what better place mm-hmm. to do don't whine without true crime than the home of wine, Napa Valley, California. Napa Valley, Ooh. Cali, Cali, Cali. So this murder took place in 2004. Okay. So this is basically based around three roommates. Leslie Mazariah. I probably, I'm, if I said their names wrong, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, Adrian and Suna. And the third roommate, her name is Lauren. Um, when I did the research on it, I can't really find out much information about Lauren. And I think it's because she's still alive. Oh, I thought she might have been the only black one. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the other two are Caucasian. She probably is too. Um, 
but yeah it's um she's still alive so i think she's trying to live as normal as a life if she can 18 years later right so that's why you know my guess is that she's around the same age as the other ladies that's my guess but i don't know so this happens in 2004 okay the neighborhood where they lived at uh is quoted as being very leave it to beaver mm. like meaning like it was it was super safe like friendly neighbors walking down the street hey john hey yeah. sarah type of thing leave your bike um, out don't worry about yeah it. don't it's lock been, your door yeah. stuff like that um it was so safe that the town hadn't even seen a murder in over two years. Yikes. Sound like and even, just came from. And even when I looked up the murder, I tried to look up the murder from 2002, it's not really a lot of information about it. So, I don't even know, like, what kind of murder it was. But maybe I can find it out for y'all for next week. So, maybe maybe, maybe that's the, the characteristics of the wine world. Because when we just came from Chapel City, that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, they be too drunk to kill yeah, people. Yeah, you just don't kill people. Yeah, wine. you be too drunk to kill you Talk about it. <laughs> so the home that the girls lived in was a four-bedroom, two-bath home. Um, they're pretty much the youngest people on the block. Most of the people on the block had families. Um, it was said that the girls were very friendly and um, like respectful. Like they didn't have a lot of noise that would never coming from their house. Leslie was 26. Adrian was 20. Well, Leslie and Adrian were both 26. Um, and again, their friend Lauren can't really find out. A much like you know a lot about her. Adrian and Lauren moved into the home in the early parts of 2004. Uh, from what sources say, probably like around March, they moved in. Um, Leslie didn't move there until June of 2004, and she moved there from North Carolina. Leslie actually moved to Napa Valley to get away from her ex-boyfriend William Lee Youngblood Jr. Okay. If that ain't a name. Right. <laughs> Young Youngblood. Um, Leslie had broken up with Youngblood, but he was, like, stalking her and harassing her. And even his family was harassing her, trying to make her get back with him. Like, how could you leave him? Y'all deserve to be together and all this type of stuff. So, um, let's see. Uh, so that's how Leslie ended up. So Leslie ended up moving to Napa Valley. She met the girls. Uh, they went to school together, and then they she ended up moving with them. But they were saying like how Leslie was a very like bubbly person, very fun loving, friendly things like that. So she had a lot of friends, whatever. So and she was like a beauty queen. Okay. Um, so the girls clicked, or whatever. So she ended up being their third roommate because remember the house got four bedrooms. Right. Four bedrooms, two bathrooms. So. They're like, yeah, come live with us. They're like, all right, cool, you know, type of stuff. <laughs> so Adrian had a friend that didn't live with them. Her name was Lily Prudum, and uh, they worked together. So the three ladies plus Lily used to all hang out together. So eventually they, like, merged their friend groups together. Okay. So then it was, like, abundance of friends. It doesn't ever say, oh, these how many friends. No. No. It just tells you it's a lot of friends. That's normally how it happens. Right. So, Lily's friend group actually helped Adrian and Lauren move into their house early 2004. That's real friend. Yeah. So, then after the after they moved in, whatever, they all stayed together and had like a small housewarming. Couple drinks, food, stuff like that. Like a little mini party afterwards. Okay. Lily at the time was engaged to a guy named Eric Koppel. Um, but later, later like around June or July of 2004, Eric and Lily had actually broke off their engagement. Um, more Lily than Eric. Okay. Um, Eric didn't take it well. He told Lily, like, you're giving up on me. You don't love me anymore, whatever. But needless to say, she didn't care. Engagement was over. 
Um, the girls was there for Lily. They even planned a trip to Australia. Like all four of them went to Australia just to get away. So to give to give Leslie a break from Youngblood and to give um, Lily a break from Eric and all the dating drama, they went and they went to Australia. It don't say how long they was there, but they were there. Um, when they got back though, uh, everybody was talking about going out for like Halloween, whatever. But the girls, they were kind of anxious because from what they were saying, like Napa Valley, not really that big. So they knew wherever they went, Eric was going to be there. Okay. So they were like, no, we're going to stay in. Um, plus Lily and Eric's wedding day was supposed to be November 1st. Right. So they're like, no, we're just going to stay in. Lily actually wasn't with the girls. She stayed in somewhere else. But, you know, the three roommates, they stay home. Um, Leslie, Adrian, and Lauren, they, like, decorated their house. They handed out pumpkins. They cut up jack-o'-lanterns and things like that. They gave uh, treats out to the... They made little tree bags for the neighborhood kids. Um, the neighbors said they recall their night being very happy and giddy. Like, it was, like, fun vibes coming from the girls' house. It was exciting. The kids in the neighborhood were happy, whatever. The girls called it a night around midnight. So, at this point, it's November 1st. Okay. So they called it a night. The whole neighborhood was dark. Everybody had turned in for the night. So again, this was like, like we said, a lot of these towns you go far enough out, ain't no street lights. So this place was no exception. So sometimes, sometime between one thirty and two a.m., Lauren was woken up um, in her downstairs bedroom. So they pointed that out because um, Lauren and no, I'm sorry. Adrian and Leslie's bedroom was upstairs. Okay. Lauren's bedroom was the only bedroom downstairs. Mm. So she was awoken by the motion light on the garage. It like beamed into her room. Okay. And then when she woke up, the light woke her up and then she heard her dog growling. <laughs> but she thought, she was like, oh my God, come get in the bed, Chloe. The dog's name's Chloe. Come get in the bed. It's probably just a cat or whatever. So she calmed Chloe down and uh, fell back to sleep, whatever. So once everything was back normal, she was drifting back to sleep, but then she heard someone going up the stairs. Now, remember we said Leslie was single. Right. So it was mentioned that, like, a couple weeks before this happened, Leslie had, like, a boyfriend over there, and they had, like, some all-night fun, like, Ooh. loud. Like. Okay. <laughs> so when she heard the person going up the stairs, she said, oh, my gosh, she just... Her boyfriend just here having fun. So she actually got up and closed her door <laughs> because she's like, okay, it's about to be one of those nights. Once she heard the person going up the stairs. So she was drifting back into a sleep and then she was ripped from her sleep because she heard blood curdling screams. And all she heard was her, was her roommate and friend Adrian screaming, help me, please help me, please. It said that when Lauren woke up, she had, a freeze fight or flight moment so she's she actually froze for it doesn't she said it felt like an eternity nobody really know the minutes between these things right so what she ended up doing was she once she realized like oh my god my friend needs help she went open her bedroom door and was about to run upstairs to help when she saw the person coming out adrian's room running downstairs so when she saw the person running downstairs what she did was she ran through the kitchen, through the sliding doors to the backyard. They said as soon as she ran to the backyard, she said, oh my God, I ran the wrong way because they had a six foot privacy fence all around and there was no way in or out of their backyard. Mm. If she would have ran out the front door, she would have been able to run to, to get help. Right. But unfortunately, she didn't 
split second she was like okay i'm gonna run this way which to me maybe i will run that way too because i'm trying to run away from where the person coming from right so if the person coming down the stairs out the front door i'm gonna want to go the opposite way because i don't want you to do whatever you did to her to me too she didn't know jay to move to know better yeah at least she ain't like high up the stairs or something crazy but yeah so she did run outside while she was outside it said she hid behind something so i don't know if it was like a flower pot or like the shed or something it just said she hid behind something um, but she could hear the intruder in the kitchen fighting with the blinds. So she just stayed, hid, hid until she didn't hear anything. I'd have hid behind the dandelion. No, that's not big enough. <laughs> so after a few minutes when everything went quiet, the only thing Lauren could hear was Adrian whimpering, still saying, help me, help me. Help. Yeah. So not knowing that the intruder was still in the house, Lauren came from hiding and then went inside and she grabbed the house phone. Well, the house phone was dead. So she set the phone down. She still didn't hear anything except for Adrian crying for help. So she, she, she went upstairs to Adrian's room. She said when she opened up the bedroom door, and this is a quote, the entire bedroom floor was covered in blood. It looked like something out of a horror film. Ooh. Leslie, uh, this, remember, it's two two other roommates. Right. Leslie was face down in a pile of clothes with stab wounds all over her upper torso and arms. Adrian was crouched down behind her bed, still alive, but no longer able to speak and rapidly bleeding from the, her multiple stab wounds. Right. So Lauren ran from the bedroom, which when she did this, she did contaminate the crime scene because since the whole floor was covered in blood, when she went in there, now she has blood all over her feet. Right. So she ran back downstairs to her bedroom because she remembered she had a cell phone. Okay. So she ran to her cell phone to call 911. When she called 911, the line kept going dead. So what I found out is back in 2004, they didn't have like the same um, system like they have now. Like now if I call 911 from my cell phone, even if it hang up, they can find me. Right, right. Back then they didn't have that. So even though she was calling 911, they can only triangulate triangulate where she was, not necessarily exactly where she was. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they knew around about where she was. Based off and, the towers. And actually, in the busier states and cities, probably like Detroit, we had it then where we called 911, they could find us. Probably New York, Chicago, things like that. Yeah. But Napa Valley, that that's not an investment that they felt like they needed. So they didn't have it. So she had to keep calling 911 and she kept getting disconnected. Which 2004, we remember how janky our signal used to be. Man, what? Right. So what she ended up doing was she ended up grabbing her dog, jumping in the car, and driving around the neighborhood till she got a better signal. Then she was able to get 911 on the phone and she was able to give the address and tell what happened, things like that. So when the police got there, they cleared the area. They said the person of interest was nowhere in sight. They had no idea who could have did this. The police um, went to the bedroom. Leslie was dead. Adrian, actually, when the police got there, she was still alive. But before they could get on a gurney and take her out, she had passed away from her wounds. Um, but this the thing. Nothing had been taken from the home. And neither woman was sexually assaulted. They literally were just stabbed to death. Oh, so this was kind of crime of passion, what they call it. Real that. personal, right? So, two weeks after the murder, there was a candlelight vigil, which brought all the friends back together. Everybody started hanging out again together, getting back together, things like that. At this time, Lily and Eric decided that life is in premise. We, we don't have tomorrow. 
Let's get back together. Mm. So they got back together. Then in February 2005, only three months after the murder, they got married. Um, there was a section that they dedicated to Leslie and Adrian, and Adrian's mother even spoke at the wedding in memory of the girls. Oh. Just saying, like, how wonderful they were, how good of a relationship Lily had with Adrian, and things like that. Because remember, Lily and Adrian were friends from work. Right. And she just ended up hanging out at the house, whatever. So, following the murders, the police started a massive investigation. They even brought the FBI in, called on bloodhounds and everything. And some investigators still could not find a solid lead. They were able to find droplets of blood either from the blinds or broken windows. Sources can't agree on that. But the blood was in the kitchen. They do know that. The blood was in the kitchen. Um, And the blood had to be the killers because it wasn't Adrian's, Leslie's, or Lauren's. So the blood was definitely the killer, um, but the killer's blood was not in the database. So Mm -hmm. they ran it through like CODIS, whatever. It wasn't there. So the police suspected that this was not a random act. The killer seemed to know where he was going because think about it. He came in the house and went right up the stairs and went to the room. That's true. So he didn't like look for nothing. He didn't like rummage for nothing. Like he literally came in here, killed him and left. Like I came, I did what I had to do, I left. Yeah, like on a mission. Right. So they figured that Leslie was the intended target mm-hmm. because she was stabbed the most amount of times. Um, also, it was in Leslie's room that it happened. Okay. So, what they think is that Leslie was being attacked, Adrian heard her being attacked, and then she ran into the room to help, and then ended up getting killed herself. That's what they think happened. The police think the reason why Lauren wasn't killed is because her bedroom was downstairs, and her door was closed. So, kind of like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Like, didn't even realize she was here type stuff because the person was so focused on going to Leslie's room. Right. So... Um, the, the businesses in Napa Valley put together a thousand dollar reward. So just a little bit, um, Leslie worked for the Napa Valley, the one of the wineries. She was a salesperson and a, and a, uh, winery tour guide. So all these businesses together, they, um, put a thousand dollars in and Adrian was a, a irrigation engineer. So basically she worked on the irrigation system for the wineries. Okay. So, all the business, they put a $1,000 um, reward, reward together, sorry. Um, the, the police received a tip that led them to Leslie's ex-boyfriend's dad, William Lee Youngblood Sr. The tipster said that he was obsessed with Leslie, that her beauty was undeniable. And they also discovered that he had called her two times on Halloween night. Mm. So remember the reason why Leslie even moved to Napa Valley was to get away from these people. Right. Because they was driving her crazy. So they brought them in for questioning. However, both Youngblood Senior and Youngblood Junior were cleared because um, witnesses said that they were in North Carolina on Halloween night. And also their DNA didn't match. Okay. So although it didn't completely clear them because they were still persons of interest, the police was like, yeah, they. it's not likely that they did this. What now? But that don't necessarily mean they didn't have something to do with it. Right. That just means, like, it could mean they could have hired somebody, anything, right? Because who else would want to kill these wonderful girls that never bothered nobody? Like, literally, they they did over 1,300 interviews and did over 218 DNA samples. 
Nobody had anything bad to say about these girls. Uh, that's rare. Like to do 1,300 interviews and you can't find one person to say one thing bad about these girls. Yeah, that's rare right there. So it's like, who else will do something to them other than these two fucking psychopaths from North Carolina? Right? Right, right. Right. So with the 218 DNA samples, they did mostly young men. And they tried to do samples from anybody who had connection with the girls. So, like, if you were on a tour, you know, if you got their phone number. Um, Leslie was on, like, online dating. So, literally anyone who they thought, who could, who they could think of, they did DNA samples for. Can you imagine getting a call like, yo, you was at Napa Valley yesterday? I'm going to need you to come in. Let me get that DNA. I need DNA from you. Well, people were very uh, helpful. Yeah, because they know they didn't did. Well, yeah. Well... Yeah. None of the DNA matched, so none of those people did it. Um, it, it said that Le- Leslie had went on plenty blind dates, and she was extremely popular. All the girls actually were. Um, the repl- the police had so many interviews and DNA samples to do that they actually called some of their retired detectives. Like, hey, can you guys come back to duty and help us shift you, through some of this information? You back, baby. We you know, just, you for back. Little, just, for, just for a good time, not a long time, you know. <laughs> The police never find a murder weapon. So remember, they found the blood droplets. Right. So they got the DNA, but they never found a murder weapon. But they did find two camel gold Turkish cigarettes inside the house. Hmm. So the reason why they were so excited about this cigarette is because one, the cigarette on the the DNA on the cigarette matched the, the blood. Right. So they knew that the person who did this was a cigarette smoker. None of the girls in the house smoked. So they knew they they had already um excluded uh, so Lauren anyway, but So that mean he, he was in there staking out there for a minute. Right. He was. And also this type of cigarette was a very unusual cigarette. Like this wasn't like a Newport 100. In the box. In the box, soft pack, nothing else. It was very unusual for somebody to smoke a camel Turkish cigarette. Okay. So it said the police didn't match the blood. Oh, I said that. Sorry. So in September 2005, 11 months after the murders, the the police decide that the best lead they have was the cigarettes. Okay. So what they decided was they decided to go, you know, they did a press conference and they said that the person of interest is for one, a man and for two, smokes these cigarettes the the camel turkish gold cigarettes right so this september 2005 remember the girls was killed november 1st 2004 right this announcement shook someone to their core so although the police were hoping for someone to turn maybe a friend in maybe give them a lead give them a tip that's not what happened what happened someone came in with information no i'm sorry someone came in not only with information but with a confession. Mm. He came in and said he was afraid that the police were closing in, so he came in to turn himself in. Who do you think it was? See, we just got through talking about people turning themselves in, too. That's what I had to been, uh... I would say her ex-boyfriend. Nope. It was Lily's now husband, Eric Copel. Yikes. Yep. Remember the friend Lily that broke up with the boy? So I wonder if she... so all the girls went to Australia. Remember? Yeah, so she must have had something to do with them breaking up. No, she didn't. Lily was just saying, like, I wanted a break, you know. Yeah. But remember, when I say they wedding date was? 
When was their wedding day? November 1st. November 1st, the day after Halloween. My son. And when did he kill them? The same day, right? November 1st, yeah. Yes, the same Eric who helped them move into their house. The same Eric who went into the... That's how he knew where to go. Yeah, because remember, remember we said Lily's friend group helped them move yeah, to the house. Yeah, yeah. Eric was part of that friend group. Of course, that's her fiance. Yeah, he knew exactly, how he knew exactly where to go. So, I know y'all probably like, Eric, yes, the same Eric who helped them move into the house. Yikes. The same Eric who went to their funerals and their visuals. Yikes. Remember, because they got back together and after life, visuals. Because life is short. Yeah. Exactly. Yikes. The same Eric who married their best friend just three months after their death. The same Eric who asked Adrian's mother to speak at their wedding. Yes. Yikes. He's the one who smoked the Camel Turkish Gold cigarettes. That cigarette was about to give it all up. But that that's crazy. Like, damn, is that that cigarette really that rare? But you know what? Remember when we was in Traverse City, we didn't see a lot of people smoking. That's true. I don't even remember seeing anybody smoking. So if somebody smokes... Gonna stand they, up. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. stand out. Which I don't know if it's that way there. I'm just saying I just envision it being as pretty and peaceful as that place was. Yeah. So when Eric turned to turned himself in, he shocked his wife. She could not believe he was capable of such a thing. Like, you did what? No way. Yes, way he did that. Mm. Eric only knew the girls through Lily. So the biggest question was, why? That's the big question. Like, why did you do it? He actually had only been to their house one time, and that's when he helped them move in. So let me give y'all a little backstory, a little back this up a little bit. In August 2005, the police asked Lauren if she knew anyone who smoked this type of cigarette. And she remembered, at first she said, no, I don't even know anybody who smokes. Yuck. But then she remembered, back when her agent had moved into the house, her friend Lily's fiance smoked during the housewarming party. All right. And that's the cigarette that he smoked. So she advised the police. Uh, she said, although I can't, I can't, like, well, I, don't, I don't understand why he would do this. She said he was very shy. He wasn't very talkative. You know, he didn't really engage much. So it's not like they had a disagreement or argument or something. So he was like, the only, she said, the only thing that she could think of that they quote unquote did to him was when Lily first broke up with him, they allowed her to move into the fourth bedroom. Mm. But she didn't stay there long because she ended up going to get her own apartment. Right. So she really was like, I don't, I don't know why he would, but he does smoke that kind of cigarette. So the police wanted to speak to Eric all the way back in August 2005, but he kept avoiding them, saying he was out of town for work, da 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 today not a good day, blah, 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 because he technically wasn't a person of interest. But when they went through the law, they noticed that the 218 people that they DNA tested, none of them were him. Mm. Because he kept avoiding them, because he was so ducked off I would say yeah like he was so like not right. memorable yeah. that nobody even remembered to even get him tested type thing so um when the police made the the police made the announcement to the media on September 28 2005 mm-hmm. about the cigarette and Eric turned himself in September 29th 2005 oh yeah he already knew yeah, as soon as they said the cigarette, he was like, oh, shit. That's, that's me. Oh, shit. I did it. Hands up. Yep. So when the police asked him why did he choose to turn himself in, he said because he became suicidal. 
he started seeing their faces and things like that. His family encouraged him to turn himself in versus killing himself. So he already told his family that he did it before he turned himself in. Well, so they probably nervous about dog. <laughs> I would have been. <laughs> like, hell no. So when they asked him for his motive, he told the police that he had a mental block and he couldn't even tell them why he did it. Not only that, let me tell you what else. He said all he could remember was grabbing a military-style knife, driving driving to his fiance's friend's house. He stood outside and smoked a few cigarettes, looking at them through the window. Then he climbed through the front window, made his way up the stairs. Once he got to the bathroom, I mean, I'm sorry, once he got to the bedroom, his memory goes blank. Picking up, his memory picking back up with him driving home and burning all his bloody clothes. He could not remember what he did with the knife. So at first the police were think was was thinking that maybe he didn't do it. He was, he was just maybe he was the covering for somebody. Even though it was his blood. Well, at this time they didn't know it was his blood in the house because remember they DNA swabbed him. This mm. all during his confession. Right. So they DNA swabbed him. That's back at the lab. We're gonna figure out if that's your blood. But the police was asking him like, "Are you sure you're the one who did this?" And he was like. Um, I remember having zip ties in my pocket and I remember dropping the zip ties when I was climbing in the window um, and the police was like they did find zip ties right outside the window but again somebody could have told you that information right. because the fact that he couldn't explain the actual murder like who he stabbed first who was his target things like that mm -hmm. they're like we don't believe you we think you're covering for somebody well during all of this the police did send Eric's DNA to be tested um, while they were waiting on the, D the DNA to come back, they did notify, notify the family that they had a confession and they made it a rest. No one was more shocked and hurt more than who you think? The wife. No. Or the mama. Adrian's mother. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because she thought that who she thought that whoever did this to her daughter had to be a stranger. Damn. Like nobody who knew her, who loved her. Which he didn't love her. I don't. I'm not trying to paint that picture because he only met her one time. Right. But that's why I said the wife. Because I'm like the wife. Them, well, yeah, them she was. She was. Yeah, yeah. She like, was shocked too. But I'm saying like he went to Adrian's mother and asked Adrian's mother to speak at their wedding. You know what I'm saying? That's, so that's she next, like that's he, next level. She said that he hugged her. He checked on her. He was bringing her food. He was. He was the one who asked her to speak at the wedding in February 2005. So. When she found out it was him, she couldn't believe it. Yikes. So during all of this, all of this shock and everything like that, Eric Koppel had been charged because his DNA came back as a match. How much you get? So he was 100% the killer. On December 6, 2006, freaking two years after the, the, the um, murder and a whole year after he turned himself in, on December 6, 2006, oh, we had been married for two months exactly. Yeah. That's... Well, that's not cute, but I'm just saying. On December 6, 2006, Eric pled guilty to two counts of first-degree murder with special circumstances of lying in wait, which I did me a little research for y'all. Somebody, baby. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. So lying in wait means holding oneself in a concealed position to watch and wait for a victim for the purpose of making an unexpected attack and murdering or inflicting bodily harm injury to the victim. So that's what lying in wait means. Because when I did that research, I didn't know what that meant. Oh, yeah. I like, never heard of that before. Oh, it's like a lesser charge of a... No, it's not the lesser charge. This all max charge. 
So he got charged with two counts of first degree murder with special circumstance of lying in wait, using a knife and committing a crime involving multiple persons. The reason why they allow him to plead guilty so that could take the death penalty off the table. Mm. So he wasn't getting a death penalty. But part of his sentence, he gets life with no possibility of parole, so he's going to die in prison. That's a death penalty. <laughs> I mean, he, but it's not like... Without the word, different verbiage. Go ahead. Okay. Um, he can never appeal his case, so he got to be in there forever. Oh, yeah, you plead, you plead guilty. So well, you know, even when you plead guilty, you can still appeal your case. If you feel like you could find, like, um, more right. evidence or something like that. Because you could plead guilty or you could plead no contest or whatever. Right. But you could still appeal. Normally, when you get charged with murder, one appeal come free. But um, not if it's part of your plea deal. Right. So part of his plea deal was that he could um, never appeal and he could never profit from the crime. All so that like means, a book and all that. So that means if he, wanted, if he wants to speak about that night, he has to speak to family member or clergy only. He cannot talk to any media or anyone who has any dealings with writing a book. So if somebody is writing a book, right, and they're like, I just want to get his opinion. He can't talk to them mm. because he can't make money off of this. But what if, so can I make money? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not paying you. I'm just People have money. profited off of this crime, yes. Oh, okay. But okay. he can't profit off the crime. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Um, Lily stood by her husband the whole time. What? Yep. She thanked the victim's family for not pressing pressing a death penalty. She said, and I quote, "I wish the circumstances were different, and I wish that night never happened." However, she shocked and hurt the family by saying, and I quote, "Eric, there is nothing that can make me love you any less." These words are just as true today as they were on that afternoon. <laughs> so the assumption is, was that afternoon their wedding day? Or was that afternoon something else? Mm. Did she put him up to this? Because what do you mean on that afternoon? Mm. People don't believe she really had anything to do with it. A lot of people speculate that... Um, he was in a dark place yeah. being that it was his wedding day and he maybe he knew that taking something from her would bring him back to him I don't know he like I said during interrogation during trial during anything he's never gave a motive so uh, only thing we can do is assume as to why he did this right we absolutely have no freaking idea but by 2008 Lily and Eric were officially divorced and she changed her name back to Perdum. Um, if you want to look up some of these um, facts, this story can be looked up on Snap and First 48. It was, um, I'm sorry, it's called 48 Hours, not First 48. I'm sorry. Um, it is a, a feature story on both Snap and 48 Hours. Paul LaRosso, a 48-hour producer, actually wrote a book called Nightmare in Napa, which I'm going to order because I want to read it. Man. Um, but yeah, that is the story of... Um, Leslie Maraza, Adrian Insuno, and Lauren. And I do want to say, um, both Adrian, I'm, I'm sorry, both Leslie and Lauren were both in pretty volatile, toxic relationships, especially when, um, when they tried to leave and they were being harassed. Like, come on, she had to move to a whole nother state. Because I'm telling you, when I first listened to this, I just knew, I just knew that it was the boy, the ex boyfriend, yeah. the young blood dude. 
But if you find yourself in a situation where you don't feel like you can get out, if you're in any kind of domestic violence, the number to domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-7233. And you can also send a text. If you text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, START, to 88788, you can text back and forth with a domestic violence counselor. Like, you, you, you can get out. And you got to remember because, you know, Eric was so obsessed with getting her back that he killed her best friends. That's great, yeah. Yeah. And who knows if the police never, because the police actually initially were not going to say anything about the cigarette. Because as we all know, when during murder investigation, they have to hold some stuff back. Yeah. So that if you do know who did it, you got to be able to prove that you know it without stuff that you heard. Right. So they were going to hold on to the cigarette. But because it's such an unusual cigarette, that's why they went ahead and released it. But, yeah, it was 11 months before he even said anything. Man, 11 months. That's crazy. So, So yep, that's the story of the Napa Valley murders. So, definitely, man, put them numbers in your phone. You know what I mean? You can also reach out to us any way you can. You know, that's, that's kind of my niche is to try to help you get to the next level in life. So, you know, that's another outreach for you guys. Definitely. Um, so, that's what's up, man. That was that was super interesting. I love it. First of all, I had so much fun. I, I, I had fun just watching you have fun <laughs> type it all up. But, all right, so we're going to get into um, one of the, we've got two segments left. Okay. we got, this one here is called A Dose of Reality. Uh-oh. Formerly known as. What? Ask KD. What? They're not asking KD no more? Now nah, they're just getting the dose of reality. Dun, dun, dun. You know what I'm saying? So, um, still the same way you can reach out, man. Just You can email us. You can jump into the social media hookup and, and, and DM us or jump into the inbox or what they say, uh, slide in my DM. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, all that good stuff. Hashtag Ask KD, whatever, man. Uh, we might start a new hashtag, uh, Dose of Reality. I like that. Hashtag Dose of Reality. You're funny. Let's go. Let's go with that. Hashtag Dose of Reality. All right, so quick. Relationship reality. Thank y'all for coming back. We need y'all tangible advice in these streets. Can't wait to see what y'all have in store for us. Well, I need help. My fiance and I have been together for five years. And he is about to inherit a large sum of money. Not like a couple dollars, like millions a lot. I know this is about to change our life in many ways, like neighborhood, uh, home and everything. But the first thing that has changed is him. He is way different now, like more aggressive, more controlling. And he said... And he say my, and he say my and I way more. Mm. Yikes! Okay, the craziest thing is he casually brought up the topic of a prenup. Do y'all believe in prenup? I'm against it mainly because when we was only making my when he was only making his thirty two thousand dollars a year, and I was making ninety eight thousand dollars a year, he never brought it up. Mm. Is this marriage in trouble before we even say I do? Help y'all. Love y'all. Talk to him, KD. Where you at with it? You believe in prenup? Um, I don't. 
Do you think it's weird that usually the only person that asks for a prenup is the person that's up? I mean, that's usually how it happens, though. To me, prenups don't always mean like, because it's the thing, though. For one, both parties have to. Now, this is information that I didn't know before that I recently found out. Right. But prenups, both parties have to agree on a prenup. Right. So it's not like you put what you want to put on there and then I got to sign it. That's not how it works. Right. I get to put some stuff in there. You get to put some stuff in there. A prenup doesn't have to be the duration of the of the marriage either. The prenup can expire after 10 years or after five years or after, you know what I'm saying? Like it can expire after so many, so many amount of time, right? right? Prenups also can be in, like null and void if um, like, let's say infidelity, like if you cheat on me. Right. I then that mean the prenup don't don't matter no more. You know what I'm saying? The prenup can also say that it's only valid if you if you get caught cheating. Mm, okay. Like if you get caught cheating on me, you don't get nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you could put certain clauses in there. So it's not necessarily rather not you believe in a prenup. It's about putting in what makes you comfortable with having a prenup. Now, by you making ninety six thousand and him making twenty thousand, thirty thousand, whatever he was making, that just meant you trusted him more than he trusts you. Cause so I, you know I had to reach out and ask him. Cause it's not like she broke. You know what I'm saying? You right. make ninety six thousand dollars a year. You all right? Or financially? Right. So, but, and you got to think about it too. I think sometimes like inheritance, you can't. If it's inherited, you don't have. What they say, you don't have a dog in that race. Right. Inheritance could be only for him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you got in different states got different rules, so you got to look into that too. So if the only thing he trying to protect is money that he inherited anyway. You might not even have no no say to that money. So so I got two things on this. The first one is um, her biggest issue with the prenup and why she don't believe in it was because she said it, it makes her feel like we put more focus on if this don't work. I mean, yeah, because nobody worries about it working until it don't. Right. It's like your car. You getting that bitch, you started, you go. You don't think about it not working until the bitch don't start no more. Right. Like, so, so I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel differently about a prenup. But this hit me when I read it because you and I just had this conversation not too long ago. Not about a prenup, but about when you say your vows and you say for richer or for poor, for better or for worse, um, the easiest part in that is the for poor or the for worse, especially if that's where you kind of start at. So wherever you right. start at is where it's easy at. Right. Now, where you can see if somebody's really there for you or if somebody's really going to change is when things get better. Like living out the better part in life is where it's dangerous at because that's when you realize like, oh, I can do this on my own or, oh, I don't need you or I don't want to be with you no more because now I got money or now I got whatever mm-hmm. so like once you get hit with that that's when you're able to see like the true um, character of an individual mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so uh, I always point that out to a lot of people so when I read this that's the first thing I thought about was the better part nobody ever thinks about the better part you just yeah. think that's, that's automatically supposed to be good yeah. but what happens is you do what you can do now but if you get to a point where there's no limit, it's only going to amplify what you really wanted to do. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? So if you really wanted to be like a big time gambler, you want to go to the casino every night, you want to do this every night, you want to go here every, then you're going to do it. Ain't going to be no questions about it. Ain't going to be no come talk to you. I, I, my, like he's like she said, mm-hmm. he's saying my, I, I did it. Like, I, like, no, it, it, it'd be like, we got forever and beyond going. Forever and beyond become a million dollar entity. And now I'm like, I, my, my company, I. Right now, today, when you make certain statements or you use certain verbiage, what I do? Right. Don't say that. Because hey, it's us. It's we. It's ours. You know what I'm saying? And what I want to happen is when it's become a million dollar entity, I want it to just amplify the fact that it's still ours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for them, this is when you get to see the truth in a person. If he up, you better pay attention to it because he's going to be that way now. Because what if he was using you? Yeah, because she's making ninety eight thousand. You was making sixty more thousand dollars than him. Yeah. So what if you was his sugar mama? Mm. And now he like, oh, because he needs you. But now he don't need he you. He don't need you no more. But it's like when you bond, like when you trauma bond, and then one person heal from from the trauma, and the other person don't. I'm gonna try to pull you back down. Or we yeah, they either gonna try about. to pull you back down, or y'all gonna break away. Yeah, so, which making ninety six thousand and thirty, y'all was still making over hundred thousand dollars a year. So I doubt that they were poor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Unless but, they wasn't working together. But, I'm, but even if they wasn't working together, she making 96000 by herself. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm not saying by any means that they were poor. I'm just saying that maybe now he feel like he can do whatever he want to do. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, at the end of the day, I wouldn't give a fuck if he get $50 million. If he just focusing on blowing it, go ahead and sign the prenup. The nigga ain't going to have shit anyway. Because yeah. he going to blow it all. This, this nigga probably thinking about buying Maseratis and taking trips out of, <laughs> out, of out the country. He ain't thinking about stocks and bonds. Mm-mm, he ain't thinking about real estate. He ain't thinking about none of he that. He's not thinking about investing it at all. That's why he I and my and me. Mm. Nigga, you gonna come home, it's gonna be about 17 cars in the driveway. It's gonna be one of them uh, one of them trucks like that took my brother's car to Arizona. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be one of them trucks in front of your house full of cars he just bought. There go 10 million. It's gonna be a brand new house that he gonna pay cash for. They go another thirty million. That's forty million gone. Like that one rapper. I, I swear I cannot remember who it was, but bro said he got like ten million dollars and he was broke in thirty days because he went and bought a bunch of custom jewelry. He bought his mama a house. He bought his brother a house. He bought his sister a car. He bought him a car. He bought his baby mama a car. He bought his baby mama some custom jewelry. He bought his kids some clothes because he thought he, he for, for some reason, like he said in his brain, he thought that $10 million was like an unlimited supply of money. Yeah. He stopped working. He wasn't in the studio no more. But then when his accountant was like, yeah, um, not only don't you got no money, but you owe the IRS. This amount of money, and if you don't come with it, up uh, come with it, you going to jail. Jail. He was like, "Wait, what?" All caps, jail. And then guess what? He couldn't do nothing with that jewelry because it was all custom made, mm-hmm. so he couldn't take it back. Nobody want that. But now he like, no, nah, now I don't get nobody nothing. <laughs> he like, if I give you something, this is my only time giving it to you. I think I gotta look. In. It was a it was an interview on lip service. I remember that. Yeah. But I don't remember who the rapper was. But he said it. He said he blew that money so fast that. He couldn't believe he was broke that fast. And that's the thing, man. As soon as you get up, it's, it's people that are waiting with their hand out. Like, yo. But that wasn't even people asking him for stuff. That was people who he thought he owed. His big brother, his mama, 
his his girl, his kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was, he didn't even get nothing to no outside people. We got we got we got to kind of go deeper on that one day too on one of these episodes. Just I like, said he felt like he owed. No 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 no. I want to. I with, wish my son would have ten million dollars and not buy me a ring. I ain't talking about that. Not a ring. That just, I'm talking that just, about a ring. That just kind of struck, struck a, uh, a a thought like when my you kids said that. I, because sometimes I gave them life. They ain't give me life. Sometimes when we do stuff for people, we feel like we owe people, but we owe people forever. You never feel like you ever paid back. We're gonna get deeper than that. We're gonna talk about that right now. We're gonna get deeper into that later. But on the next episode, yeah, because we 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 know a lot of. I've seen a lot of situations that go like that where you just constantly, constantly, constantly. I do going. feel like I do feel like not not trying to get deep into it like you just said, but I do feel like we endear ourselves to people. Yeah. And then when we endear ourselves to people, people begin to feel like how we feel. You, I feel like I owe you, so now you begin to feel like I owe you. Right. So, but remember, I said a long time ago, it turned from appreciation to expectation. Yeah. And that's when shit go left. That's when it's going all, all the wrong way, man. So, um, so what are we telling them? Do, do, go ahead and sign a prenup? No, I'm saying, yeah, why not sign a prenup? I mean, you got money. Yeah. I, but in the prenup, make sure you protecting what's yours. Make sure he protecting that money he finna blow. Because the prenup, instead of looking at it as a curse, look at it as a gift. Because you can, you can protect your because ninety six thousand she probably got four hundred one. I'm sorry, ninety eight thousand she probably got IRAs and four hundred one ks and ABCDs and EFGs. Protect your alphabet. Why he trying to protect something? He trying to protect something he getting from somebody else. So why he protecting what he getting from somebody else? Protect what you getting for yourself. Let me Put know. Put your clauses in there. Let me know if y'all ever heard of anybody. Like, let us know in the chat in the comment. If y'all ever heard of the lower person in the relationship, like, yo, let's get a prenup just to protect what you got. Like, <laughs> like let me know if y'all ever heard of that You know type what? Of I'm not even going to lie. One of the housewives, that is what she did. Really? Yeah. She said, I love you. Your family don't think I love you. Let's do a prenup. But the prenup expired in like five years or something like that. And they stayed married seven years. But the reason why they got a divorce... Was a clause in the prenup anyway, and it was because if it was any infidelity, the prenup was null and void. Mm. It was so much fucking infidelity that she could have divorced the nigga on day four, Yikes. and got half his motherfucking his. You know what I'm saying? Sheesh. But so. then too, you gotta understand too. Not putting no ideas out there, but prenup child support ain't got shit to do with prenup. That's and sometimes, sometimes child support be more than alimony. That's a fact. So go on, sign this paperwork, give him a baby. Man, I'm just saying. So Katie, it's ways around that shit. Katie just taught you how to trap somebody. Let's go. So, uh, <laughs> but you got to be careful because don't fuck around and you get trapped. Mm, mm, mm. Get that nigga baby and you end up paying child support. Hey, man, that's scary. All right, so um, that's that, man. I hope you got something from that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got anything y'all wanted to kick it kick it about, man? Make sure y'all send y'all question or inquiries in. You can uh, send it to relationshiprealitypodcast at gmail.com. You can jump into any DM on social media. We'll get a hold to it. Um, you can use, we're going to start a whole new hashtag that we I just made up on the spot. What? But you know people don't like using hashtags. They don't? No, I learned that. Oh, because, because it ties back to the person. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you click on the hashtag, it's going to go back to the person's page and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you can just DM us. You can DM, DM me at RRP, like Relationship Reality Podcast, dot KD. It's only one person that listens to us. That's a fan that I don't know personally that got my personal page. Yeah. And that's Victoria. 
And I, I just I don't I don't even like y'all like that for y'all to be seeing pictures of my kids. Yikes. For me, you know what I'm saying, hop on, you know where I'm at, man. Coach DTM. Coach DTM. You know what I'm saying? Uh, slide in the DMs. Let me know what you want to talk about, what you need help with, what you need advice about, because we are going to definitely give you tangible information. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. nothing that we read out of a book. Most of the stuff that we giving you is what we this know. This is motherfucking reality. You feel me? This is reality. Our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? So, uh, yeah. all right. Before we let you go, you know, you know, I gotta give you. Something to go home with, you know what I'm saying? And this last—is it still called? Oh, this last segment is called Reality Check with Coach DTM. You know what I'm saying? So this is me giving you a motivational message to go. So you can put it in to go container, take it with you, pull it out later in life because you're gonna need it, right? And so today, the message that I want to give you is—it's a little bit. It's kind of a story. But I really want this to touch your spirit, man. So recently, my wife um, realized that she was allergic to salmon. Don't do that's bold. Right? That's bold. And salmon was one of her favorite go-to meals in the world. And so the story about how we realized that she was allergic to it was she ate it one day. And something she just wasn't feeling right. But we didn't know what it was. We had a lot going on that day. So we just kind of shoved it off and kept it going. But then we did it again. After eating salmon, she wasn't feeling well. And then we started kind of like narrowing it down. Like, okay, I think it might be this fish. Just this one, though, right? It was the lettuce. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we go one more time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take some Benadryl. And we're going to, you know, be proactive with this thing. Because if it's this, then we're going to do it. So she tried it again. And, it, it and each time that she ate the salmon, the reaction got worse and worse. And so that struck a nerve in me because I said, this is life, man. Because it's a lot of stuff that we as people know we shouldn't be doing. But because we don't have the discipline to stop doing it, and we like we like this, it just tastes good. We continue to do it. Oh. We continue to hang around the people that we ain't supposed to hang around. Oh, we continue funny. to go places that we ain't supposed to go. We continue to listen to things we ain't supposed to listen to. Mm. We continue to blame things that shouldn't be blamed because the real blame should be on you and not the thing that you are doing. We finna pass the collection point. You feel me? So, though, once you realize that you have that allergic reaction, is it smart to keep the Benadryl and still do what you're not supposed to do even though you know it's gonna get worse each time? Or is it just smart to be disciplined enough to be like, I can't do that anymore? You feel what I'm saying? So, your to-go message today is to... Be disciplined, man. You know you ain't supposed to be there. You know you ain't supposed to do that. You ain't supposed to be with that person. You ain't supposed to eat that. You ain't supposed to drink that. You ain't supposed to smoke that. You ain't supposed to do whatever it is that you said you ain't want to do no more. Just don't do it. And some say it's easier said than done, but that's not true. It's easier done. Just do it. If you got to put a real reason behind it, but just do it. You know what I'm saying? So your to-go message, man. Let it go. Stop it. Don't do it. You know what I mean? So that's the Simon story. I had to give y'all that. Because my wife gave it to me and made me be like, oh, this is the message right here. 
You know, so with that being said, KD. Episode 184 is in the bag. 184. Make sure y'all listen, like, subscribe. Hey, why y'all don't leave us Apple Podcast reviews? I listen I listen to a podcast. They read their Apple Podcast reviews. There we go. If y'all start posting Apple Apple Podcast reviews, we'll start reading them on the show. Mm-hmm. We'll pick, How about that? We'll pick, the, pick a couple of them. We're going to read all of them. Are we going to read them all? We're going to read once, one a week. There we go. Okay. So if 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 you post it and I'll read yours this week, I'll read it next week. Oh God, if y'all post, I'll read them. Because I listened to a podcast and they was reading all their negative reviews and it'd be the funniest stuff ever. Oh yeah, I don't care if it's negative. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I love it. I don't care if it's negative or positive. Cause guess what? I love y'all. I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate y'all liking, subscribing, reviewing. But if y'all got something, neg- I don't give a fuck. So be sure to tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. We intentionally did this with no sponsors because we wanted y'all to hear every, get to the meat of everything that we were saying today. Sponsorship will be back on the next podcast, next episode. You see, episode. Like when I tell y'all that. Yeah, you see how, see how I just jumped in there and said that? <laughs> because I, I do give an F, okay? So, One of um, us got to. That's how we That's how we balance each other. Yeah, because I'll be giving the F, man, and I she'll don't. be giving the F. I don't give you know a red saying? fuck, blue fuck, red fuck. What is it? Red fuck, blue fuck, green fuck, yellow fuck. Yeah. Okay. On the spot. She just made it all up. No just fuck. like that. <laughs> no fucks, no fucks. So is man. that true or I made that up too? Yeah, you just made that up too. Just I'm a beast. Fire. You know what I'm saying? She don't point with it. So we definitely appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. We're gonna see we don't know exactly which episode uh Kiki coming back, but she will be back. So keep listening and keep showing sure them. You know, make she sure y'all slide DM and tell her how, how much y'all miss her. Yeah. And Chuckles, make sure y'all slide and Chuckles DM like when is Wolf Talk coming back? Cause they yeah. booked and busy. They on sabbatical. It's well, easy for us to record, we live together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so what we we, we planned on doing, we're just gonna take it back down to one. We're gonna have Chuckles on here. She's gonna get her, you know, give her uh tangible information because she got a lot of it. Because when the three of us get together, we gonna put DTM off anyway. He's just gonna be pot uh pro uh shit producing. Yeah, pretty much like that. You know, that's how it go. <laughs> I, I maybe I'll take a sabbatical that week, you know what I'm saying? He uh, we don't know how to work his equipment, y'all. Yeah, I don't know how to take sabbaticals either, especially by myself. My wife got to be with me. Um, so, <laughs> with that being said, man, we definitely love y'all on purpose, man. We do so, love y'all on purpose. So, make sure y'all tune in each and every week. We are back. We call it this season two, even though this should probably be like season 32. Don't call but, it a uh, comeback. Call it a back come. Call it back come? Mm-hmm. You, do you think the back come upside down? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so with that being said, man, it's your boy DTM, yeah. Doctor, Coach, DTM, what's good? Your girl KD. And that's what it is. I don't know man. what you've been told, but I'm a beauty and beast mode. I'm beauty and beast mode. And uh we'll see y'all next week, man. Peace. To them. Deuces. Chuck chucking up the deuces.